The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now I'm joined in studio by Ger Herbert, motoring editor with the Sunday Independent. Ger, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now you've got uh, lots of bits and pieces to tell us. Let's talk about electric vehicle charging because there is good news. Yes, so the ESB yesterday, they launched their new high-power 200-kilowatt EV charging hub at the Barack Obama Plaza um, in County Tipperary. Now, this serves the people going to Munster, basically, and it was one of those areas that wasn't great in terms of fast chargers. So now this will enable eight EVs to charge simultaneously using 100% renewable energy. So you can actually put 100 kilometres on your char- on your car in a little, as little as six minutes. So that would be very good news. So if your car is capable of taking a 200 uh, kilowatt charge, yeah. six minutes for 100 kilometres. Yeah. In other words, 200 to get you all the way to Killarney or wherever you're going. Yeah, no matter where minutes. you're going, in 12 minutes, that's You'd brilliant. You'd hardly have consumed a Supermax burger in that time. Exactly, or as I was saying to you on a Sunday, you could have bought your newspapers and sat in the car. The other thing um, that the ESV are keen to stress is they've replaced almost all of the standard 22 kilowatt chargers with newer technology across the country and they've upgraded 42 of the chargers to faster speeds. So again, this is good mm. news because on, on paper, we've lots of charges, lots of charging points. We just, it's the fast chargers we need. Yeah, we can't the, be hanging the one thing about Turning into the Barack Obama Plaza, it's quite a sudden turn if you have done yeah. it. I've done it several times and, you know, it's not for the faint-hearted. No, but I think that's a good way of putting it, yes, yeah. Pat. All right, now, speaking of EVs, um, the second-hand market for EVs, often we get texts in the programme saying, I'd love to buy an EV, but I can't afford one, mm. and there are very few second-hand EVs on sale. Yeah, and let's be honest, Pat, the vast majority of people never even dream of buying a new car. They're going to be buying a second-hand car. We still haven't sold the new cars, the numbers of of new EVs to really percolate into the second-hand market. But there's huge interest in the second-hand market. And what's interesting is Dundee have released new figures. Now, these are a car website. And they have one thing that's really interesting is the most searched for car. Now, petrol, diesel, EV across the board was the Volkswagen ID4. And it's interesting because the Volkswagen ID4 is in the top five best-selling cars in Ireland, regardless of, you know, breakdown of categories, it's in the top five. So it shows this huge interest in uh, the used EV market. But the supply is not there yet. Not yet. No, I wouldn't think so. so. And I'm sure it doesn't make too much sense importing from the UK where there might be, you know, a a more, uh, well, it's a larger market, full stop. Yeah, it's a larger market, but the problem is obviously since Brexit, there's much more costs involved. It's not as financially attractive. And remember, Pat, there's no grants for EVs in the UK, which pushes, pushes the price up. Yeah. So they actually retail, normally they retail more expensively in the UK than they do here. So even on the secondhand market, there isn't much savings. So no, that unfortunately is, um, is a bit of a, you know, is a, it's a bit of a damper on the EV market. Mm. The other interesting thing I noticed just in terms of the done deal info was the amount of diesel cars. There's still huge interest in diesel secondhand cars. Like out of their top 10 cars viewed, half of them were diesel. Yeah, it depends what you're using your car for. We've spoken before about this. If you're doing long distance every week, Mm. diesel is still the way to go. Well, it's hard to replace that. And certainly unless we had these 100 kilometres and six minute chargers Mm. literally everywhere. I don't know how you could take on huge mileage in an EV at the moment, given the public charging infrastructure. So that is going to be an issue for a good while. Mm. Now, one of the iconic cars, I'd say, of the late 20th century was the Volvo Estate. I I mean, the quintessential estate. Yeah, before the SUVs became Mm. the, the car that everyone must have. The Volvo estate was something to be coveted. It's Mm. no more. 
Well, it's no more in the UK. It's given way. um, Basically, this was an announcement that they made last week, Volvo did, and I'm sure there's lots of people who gasped in surprise. They decided that they were just going to sell SUVs in the UK market, that there just wasn't the demand for either saloons or estates. What's interesting about the UK market is there's always been a greater demand for estates than here. There's lots of cars that came on stream in the last number of years that never came to Ireland as estate versions, but sold quite happily in the UK. And of course, the European market is completely different again. Huge interest in estate cars. Now, I suppose the good news for Ireland is I spoke to Volvo Ireland and they said they'll still be offering the V60, but the sales of it are so tiny. Yeah, but they'll stop making it. If the UK doesn't want it in in right-hand drive, there won't be a supply. It won't be worth their while manufacturing unless... They send a lot of them to Japan. Yeah, I think I think this is the way that a lot of car companies are going to go. And I think it's not only just a decision for Volvo in the UK, it's indicative of what's going to happen in the future. So, But it is a pity because, as you say, the Volvo, you know, it's one of those really yeah. iconic cars, the Volvo status. And to think that it won't be on the roads anymore, sold new. Yeah, and, and the Volvo saloon... Uh, I don't, are there any of those around anymore? Yeah, that had kind of gone by the wayside. As I said, in, in Ireland, they'll only be offering the V60. But I had a look at Volvo sales even over the last five years. And about five years ago, 40% of their sales would have been saloon and estate cars. Now they're down to about, you know, a couple of percent. So yeah, Most you know, of if, what they sell now are the, the SUVs. And yeah, and I think if large. you looked at most car companies, it's basically the same. Um, what's this about tolls going on? Ah, yes. Okay, so if you remember, Pat, tolls increased in July, as in last month. They were supposed to, these increases were supposed to come in in January, but they were postponed for six months. Now, when they were introduced, Peter Walsh of the Transport Infrastructure Ireland told the Oireachtas Committee at the time that it was highly likely there would be another increase needed, that if um, the 12-month consumer price index by August had gone up by more than 3%, that would basically guarantee toll increases. So it seems highly likely now, because I think it was at six, at five point something in June or July. So it, it's it's definitely going to go up. What the Business Post were estimating at the weekend was that we would be looking at a 20 cent increase in tolls on the M50. Um, and that would bring cars with an e-tag account to from 230 to 250. But unregistered cars would go from 350 to 370. Now, remember, this would be our third toll increase in 24 months because tolls increased in January 2022. Then, as I said, last month, and now we're looking at January 2024. Yeah, and uh, there's such uneven tolling around the country, you know, with the public-private partnership roles generally mm. being tolled. Um, you can go from Dublin to, say, Kilkenny to Waterford, no toll. And then you can head two on the way to Cork. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing as well is, it always annoys me when they give these kind of 20 cent increases because it's actually 40 because nobody goes through the toll one way. You always go twice. So, I mean, these are big increases. And if you actually track them over the 24 months, it's a lot of money now. Mm. So I don't think motorists are going to be too pleased about this. Finally, we should look at road deaths, um, which it seems are reversing the trend of recent years. Yeah, and another three. I mean, the um, the RSA issued a statement on our, on Thursday, on Friday, advising um, motorists to slow down. At that stage, 100 people had died on our roads. Now it's 103 over the weekend. I mean, the guards seem to have been out in force and there was a lot of, uh, a lot of people detected speeding, drink driving as well. But I mean, we need that kind of level of enforcement every day, not just for a bank holiday weekend. All right. Uh, well, it's uh, something we should uh, take note of. I mean, the numbers are still not, as they were back in the bad old days. And I think that's probably down to the motorway infrastructure now. Do you remember all those, if you drove to Cork? I mean, it it was an adventure, shall yeah, we say. And completely. now you, you're on a motorway all the way. So that makes driving safer.
Yeah, motorways have definitely, they're the statistically the safest roads we have. Our cars have become safer. Remember, drink driving laws were ridiculously low and lax in the 70s and 80s when we had those really high numbers. What was it? You could drive with four pints. So I think that's made a huge difference. Seat belts in the back, enforcement, um, all sorts of things. But we're just, we're still going in the wrong direction in comparison to the yeah, rest of Europe uh, at the moment. You, you, the, what is the ideal would be zero. That's never going to happen. So you wonder what becomes the acceptable number every year. Mm, but certainly an increase is not acceptable. Joe Herbert, uh, motoring editor with the Sunday Independent. Uh, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.